like I said, we have a very special uh, minister tonight, Pastor John Logan from, I'll get there, our River Valley <laughs> Fellowship of Ministries. Engage, engage. <laughs> I'm learning, I'm getting better. Oh. That's it. All right. I'm going to get a poster for you with my name on it. So you remember. Oh, let's pray. Father, we come before you tonight. We just dedicate this time to you, Lord God. We devote this time to you, Father, because you are worthy. You are worthy of our time. You are worthy of our worship. You are worthy of our lives dedicated wholly to you. Father, I thank you for your Holy Spirit here with us this evening. God, I just thank you for the worship, the anointing that was on it. Father, I thank you that one day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. We worship you tonight. I pray that every word that's spoken this evening would be your words. Lord, I pray that you would anoint my lips, that I would speak your truth, that I would not say anything that you wouldn't want me to say tonight. I just thank you for this opportunity. I pray that you would bless each and every one here tonight, those that are watching. We just give you all the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Last time, last year was my, my first opportunity to, to minister at the week devoted to God, and I kind of joked that, you know, they put me kind of toward the end because I was the rookie. And, uh, but I, I actually, I, I thought about it, and I thought, you know, actually this is, this is the fourth night, this Thursday, the fourth night of, the, the fifth night, but the fourth night of a week here. And it's actually, they, they put the, the most powerful hitter in the cleanup position. Like the fourth position is cleanup position. It's always the most powerful hitter that they put in that. So I don't know what I was thinking, but I'm, I, I missed it last year. Well, tonight I want to share something that's kind of, kind of personal. Um, right around Christmas, I was, um, I was up just listening to some music, and, and I don't know if you've heard, if you remember hearing that song, that, you know, I think we sang it here at Christmas, but He Shall Reign Forevermore, Forevermore, you know, and they, it's, like, it's kind, of a, kind of a Christmassy song, but it, it, it really, for whatever reason, I, was, I, I, I heard that song come on, and uh, it just overwhelmed me with emotions for whatever reason. I just started getting really emotional over it, and I thought, what in the world? So I've heard that song million times before, you know, and, and listened to it and sang it and whatever, but for whatever reason, it just hit me that night. And I couldn't go to sleep, and I just kept listening to it over and over and over and, and uh, you know, welling up with tears, and I just thought, what is, I didn't know if, if you know, if I was, something was the matter with me, if I've just, you know, like had enough of quarantine, and I just needed, you know, like, I don't know, I did, but, so I started to pray, I got up and God, God told me to get up and pray and start, start writing some things down. So he started to, to speak to my heart and he revealed some things to me um, 
and, and just started speaking some things to me. And, and I believe it's, um, it's for the church. And um, I shared it a little bit with, with, with our church. Um, but it it's really speaks to what I believe, or at least part of what I believe, um, God is speaking for 2021. And I promise I had this already before everyone else spoke. Right? I, so... But it ties into what what we've been praying about, um, you know, on on the uh, in the mornings, and what other people have already preached. So it, it it just is confirmation that that this is definitely the direction that God is going, and and what He has for us to hear in 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 this year, in this new this new year. It's twenty twenty one. Happy New Year, everybody. We made it. So. That being said, I have to go back a little bit and kind of set the table um, and just, you know, kind of kind of backtrack just a little bit so that we can kind of set, set it up a little bit. So, Kairos, Jeremiah 29, New King James Version I'm reading from. So, Jeremiah 29, if you want to turn with me there. Now, Jeremiah 29, 11 is a very familiar scripture for most of us. Um, you know, for, for I know the plans I have for you, you know, plans to give you hope in a future. You know, it's very, that's a very popular verse that, that people use and, you know, for an encouragement and, and, uh, and whatever. But I'm actually not going to touch on that verse. I'm going to go a little bit further um, earlier into the, into the chapter. Start in verse 4. So Jeremiah 29, verse 4. And I'll share, it basically, God gave me two words that night as I was praying. He gave me two words, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just expound upon those words um, and, and, and give you a little bit of context. I, he revealed some scriptures to me, and uh, I think it's pretty, pretty relevant, um, especially in, in, you know, in, the, in the day and age we're living in and the direction we're going. So, Jeremiah 29, 4. It says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all who were carried away captive, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and dwell in them. Plant gardens and eat their fruit. Take wives and beget sons and daughters. And take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands so that they may bear sons and daughters. That they may, that they may be increased there and not diminished. Seek and seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive. And pray to the Lord for it, for in its peace you will have peace. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners, or diviners, however you want to say that one, who are in your midst deceive you, nor listen to your dreams which you cause to be dreamed. For they prophesy falsely to you in, your, to you in my name, I have not sent them, says the Lord. 
And then in verse 10, it says, For thus says the Lord, After 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good works towards you and cause you to return to this place. Captivity. Right? Captivity. They were in captivity. They were caught captive. They were held captive. And, you know, when I think about captivity, certainly for the Israelites, that meant change, didn't it? That meant changing from what they were used to, big time. Change with a capital C, right? That was, they were being carried away captive, and that certainly was change for them. I don't know about any mom about you, but there are not many people that like change. There's not many people that deal very well with change. It affects us, right? We, we don't like change. We like kind of just things to be normal, right? Well, the Israelites most certainly felt the effects of captivity, and, uh, and it changed for them pretty drastically. Anybody feel captive? The last year? Anybody feel, yeah. If you didn't feel captive, we need to talk afterwards. No, but we, we, like it felt like we were captive, right? Because I want to know what they did to not feel captive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife looked at me really funny when I said that, so to clarify. It, we felt, it felt like we were captive, and everything kept changing, right? It was just the changing environment, and daily, it was like, and we talked about it, you know, mask, no mask. Can go into this restaurant, can't go into that restaurant. You can go across the river and go to their restaurants. Yep, yep. Maybe not anymore, though. I don't know. I mean, you just never know. It could change. It's not going to change, right? But it changed daily. And it, I know about you, but it affected me. And I, and I know it certainly affected my wife, right? It affects us. And they, they talk about the new normal. Well, this is the new normal. This is the new normal, you know? And I thought about it, and I thought, well, do we really want normal anyway? Isn't normal just really comfortable? Isn't that just normal just kind of equal to comfortable? Jesus wasn't normal, was he? The minute he came on the scene... He rocked the boat. He was born and King Herod was already upset. And, and where, where, is the, where is the king of the Jews? I want to worship him too. No, you don't. You want to take him out, right? But he rocked the boat before he could ever really utter a word. He was babbling, right? He was the minute he came on the scene. And, and as he grew... He fought against the wisdom and the rules of the world, right? The Pharisees. Think he rocked their world a little bit, rocked their boat a little bit. He wasn't normal. He didn't go with the, with the way things were supposed to be. And we aren't called to be normal. In fact, we're a peculiar people. You're all weird. I'm not. No, I am. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. So I'm part of it. Right? 1 Peter 2.9, it says, we're God's own possession. 
We're, we're a peculiar people because we're his own possession. We don't live according to the world system. We don't live according to the world system. You know, we have dual citizenship. But guess what? Our homeland is not this world. Our homeland is not here. This is not our final resting place. This is not our final destination. We have dual citizenship, but guess what? We have a better place to go after this. And we are not subject to the world. Now, the Israelites being held captive or be taken captive, you know, they, they, they had a lot that they could have complained about. Do you think? Being, being held captive, they certainly had a lot that they could have complained about. But according to this scripture, in spite of their circumstances, God didn't tell the Israelites to stop doing what they were called to do in the first place. What did he tell them? He told them to build and plant and be fruitful and multiply. In captivity. They were held captive and he said, build, plant, be fruitful, multiply. When we build and plant in the midst of trials, we are like a city on a hill. Our light will shine. We will be different. People will notice. It's a sign to those around us that we are God's people when we do what we're called to do in the midst of trials. You know, you ever have anybody come up to you and say, why aren't you freaked out? Why aren't you doing all the normal stuff? Why aren't you going along with the crowd? And guess what? Opportunity, open door, because I'm a child of God and I'm not subject to the rules of the world. For those of you that know me, I love quotes. And here's one, it's just as I was studying this, it says, we must remember that they had been reduced to a remnant, the Israelites, had been reduced to a remnant. Many had died from famine. Others died by the sword. The few left must now multiply and not die out. They are to go ahead and marry just as they would if they were at home. Just because things are different and there's change and we're feeling captive, God didn't tell us to stop doing the things that we were supposed to do in the first place. You know, no doubt, 2020 was a tough year. Tough year for everybody. And we had a lot to complain about. And we probably did at times. Okay? Confession. I complained. Right? I complained. This stinks. You know, I just want to go out and have a hamburger. I don't want to have to put my mask on in between every bite. It's a tough year, but God didn't tell us to stop building, planting, and multiplying. Despite the circumstances around us, he didn't tell us to stop. He said, then it says, but let not weeping hinder sowing. 
let them not sorrow as those that have no hope, no joy, for they have both. In all conditions of life, it is our wisdom and duty to make the best of that which is. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That's God's will, is to give thanks in all circumstances. How do you do that? Find peace in the city? It says to find peace in the city. Do you know that we can find peace in the city that we're in? Even though there's chaos and turmoil and trials and craziness going on all around us? We can find peace in the city. If the earth be if the earth be the Lord's, then wherever a child of God goes, he does not go off his father's ground. Read that again. If the earth be the Lord's, then wherever a child of God goes, he does not go off his father's ground. Everywhere my foot treads is holy ground. And guess what? We carry God with us. We carry the glory of God with us. Everywhere you tread is holy ground. And if the earth is God's, then everywhere we step is His ground. Proverbs 16.7 says, When the Lord takes pleasure in anyone's way, He causes their enemies to make peace with them. If we're following the Lord and we're doing the things that he's called us to do, he will, he will make peace even with our enemies. Right? Now jump down to verse 14. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you to the place from which I cause you to be carried away captive. So the first word that God spoke to me for 2021 is gathering. Gathering. It was the one he, he, he spoke to me and it was clear. He said Gathering. We know that they were taken away captive. We know that they were in captivity. And he says, I will, bring, I will bring you back to the place from which I caused you to be carried away captive. So jump now to, let's go to uh, Jeremiah 31, verse 1. It says, at the, at the same time, says the Lord, I will be the God of all the families of Israel, and they shall be my people, thus says the Lord. The people who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness. Israel, when I went to give them rest. The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Again, I will build you 
and you shall be rebuilt, O virgin of Israel. You shall be you shall again be adorned with tambourines and shall go forth in the dances of those who rejoice. You shall plant vines, plant, you, shall, you shall yet plant vines on the mountain of Samaria. The planters shall plant and eat them as ordinary food. Sounds like this is what they should have been doing in the first place, right? Whether they were in captivity or whether they were in Israel. For there shall be a day when the watchman will cry on Mount Ephraim, Arise and let us go, to, unto, go up to Zion to the Lord our God. Behold, I will bring them from the north country and gather them from the ends of the earth. And in verse 10, it says, Hear the word of the Lord, O nations, and declare it in the isles afar off, and say, He who scattered Israel will gather them, gather him and keep him as a shepherd does his flock. Now, I'm not an expert on Israeli stuff. I'm not an expert on Israel, you know. But I can see signs, right? The word says we can see signs, right? Luke 21, 25 through 26 says, there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars. I read this in one of the morning prayers. And on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and waves roaring, men's hearts failing, failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven will be shaken. Do you know that I did a little research and apparently that Israel had record number of people returning to Israel this year in 2020? They've had record numbers of people coming, coming back and returning. They have a, they've created a special law, I guess, or whatever, where if they come back, they, can, they just get um, automatically um, welcomed back. What is it called? Do you know what it's called? Well, citizenship, but it's, there's a there's a, a law that they created that you know when they come back that that they just they can something like yeah yeah yeah. Anyway, they had a record number return, and all this although this scripture speaks to the nation of Israel, it speaks to us as well. It speaks to us as well. I'm gonna I'm not gonna read it, but you can write it down and look at it later. In Isaiah 66, 18 through 19, it talks about that he brings back the Israelites, but it also speaks to the Gentiles too. This is a promise for us. Gathering. In 2021, we need to gather. We need to gather. Hebrews 10, 23-25, um, it says, let us, hold fast to the let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some. But exhorting one another, and so much more, 
as you see the day approaching. You know, there are some, maybe many, that are not gathering. They've decided not to gather out of fear, right? Fear of what what could happen. And it says, and their hearts are failing them from the expectations of what's coming. Luke 21. Their hearts are, are failing them from the expectations of what is to come. And I talked about this, like I say, in, in, in the morning prayer a couple, couple days ago, or a few days ago. You know, when fear is present, we know that there's a response to fear in us. That response, you know, you, you probably have heard it many times. When there's fear present, there's that fight or flight response, right? You either fight or you flight. And to me, if, if men's hearts are failing them because of fear, it's because they've stopped loving and they've stopped fighting. And they're missing out on kingdom business as a result. We've talked a lot about unity. Unity in the body and unity in the spirit and unity. And God told me that during this time of, of prayer and, and seeking him, he said, there's, and we've already heard it, but there's going to be two kinds of unity that are spoken of in 2021. One will be out of will be about conforming out of fear. You're going to hear unity, 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 but really what they're saying is they want you to conform out of fear. To the thoughts, the ideas, the plans, the policies, the things that they want you to do. And it's going to be fear-based. The other will be about love. Love for one another with a heart toward a common goal to bring the peace of God, the love of God, and goodwill of the gospel to all men. That's the unity we're talking about. Right? That's the kind of unity we're talking about. Gathering can either foster unity or division. Think about it. When you gather together, you can either foster unity, you cannot foster unity or division. But without gathering, it's it's difficult to build unity. Right? If we're just all separated and we're all apart and whatever, it's really tough to build unity that way. We need to be together. We need to gather. And it's hard to build his kingdom without gathering. You've heard this probably many times, but there are no lone rangers in kingdom building. Right? If you go it alone, it's going to be a tough build. We need the whole building crew. We need the whole building crew. We need masons and carpenters. We need cabinet makers and flooring installers. 
We need drywall hangers, which includes mutters and fodders. I had to get one in there today. I'll tell you later, son. Roofers, electricians, HVAC. Dennis, what's your number? If you need HVAC, call Dennis. What? Number one. Dennis is number one. This part of the message brought to you by High Tech Service Company. <laughs> Concrete workers, etc., etc., etc. We need them all. We need all of you. If we're going to build this kingdom, yes. build his kingdom. We need everybody. And not everybody's got the same skill. Not everybody's got the same job. Not everybody's got the same assignment. But that doesn't matter. It's not, you're not less important or more important. Do not think more highly of yourself than you ought. Humility, right? It requires some humility. I read a quote just, I don't know if it was today or the other day. It said, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking about yourself less. Right? That's humility. It's not thinking we're all that. We need the whole crew. And in these times, we must gather. We must gather. I mean, think about 2020 and all the, the, the staggering numbers of depression and suicides and mental illness because people aren't together. People need people. We need each other. As much as you want to deny, I don't need so-and-so. You need so-and-so. We need, to, we need each other to help us stay in the race. I talked about this as well. Talked about it on Sunday. That, you know, what do we do now? What what now? You know, we we hit 2021. Now what do we do? Well, guess what? We're in a race. It says we're running, we need to run the race with endurance, with steadfastness. You know, if we're in a race, it means we got stuff to do. Like we have a goal to meet. We have places to go. If you decide to quit, then I guess it's all over. We can't quit. We can't give in. We need to run the race. We need to stay in the race in 2021. It's not about stopping. I was, I was, when we were talking about it, and, uh, you know, when you think about a marathon, a marathon runner. Anybody run a marathon in here before? We have no marathon. Oh, you have. You've run a marathon? Nice. Yeah. Did you make it? Yeah, nice. Good. Did you get a personal best? 
No, okay, well, that's okay. doesn't matter. You made it. You finished. That's awesome. It's more than the rest of us can say. More than all any of us can say. Nobody else did it. But you know, marathoners, you know, when you, when you think about those, they're really focused. And really in the, in, I mean, they're going for like a goal, right? They don't wear a lot of clothing. They shed as much as they can get off. I'm not advocating, you know, <laughs> going, you know, like, that's not the kind of church that we're, we're look, not that kind of church. <laughs> My point is, is that we don't want to carry a lot of things around when we're trying to run a race, right? If we're weighed down by a whole bunch of other stuff, if we're weighed down with all kinds of just junk in our lives, and we're, in, you know, it's like throwing a, like I said on Sunday, it's like throwing a backpack on and putting 100 pounds in it and then trying to run. Good luck. You think you could have run the race like that with, with a backpack on your back and 100 pounds extra? No, we've got enough to carry. We've got enough to worry about. We don't need to carry around a bunch of junk. We're in a race and we need to stay in it. We need to cast off those things that weigh us down. We need to be lean, mean, fighting machines. Right? What? What's that? We need to be we need to just cast those things off. Let's move on. Staying in the race. We need to stay in the race. We need to encourage each other to stay in the race. You know, I think I don't know who it was that said it about I don't know if it was Vern or John, somebody said something about, you know, somebody that was running a race and and there were they finished the race and they saw people behind them. You know, that were have a struggling and couldn't and they went back and they picked them up and they carried them. Was it you that said that or who was it that said that? Vern said that. Thank you. I want to give credit where credit is due. <laughs> it picked them up and you carry them on. Sometimes we need to do that. Right? Sometimes we need to go back and pick up our fellow believers and carry them along and help them out. So we need each other. We need each other to stir up love and good works. Stirring up love. You know, love doesn't just happen. Love just doesn't like magically oh wake up and ah, oh, roses and butterflies. And I just love everybody. Just love you guys so much. You know? But if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, you don't feel that way, do you? That's why love isn't a feeling. And we need to stir each other up in love. And we need to stir, stir each other up in good works. What are good works? Right? Those things that, that they're, it's kingdom building. Good works. It's the things we were created for. I think it's Ephesians or Philippians, I can't remember exactly, but it says, we are his workmanship. We are his workmanship, created for good works. Right? We don't do good works to try to get salvation. 
but we do good works because we love him so much and he's done so much for us. We were created for good works. And go back to, to what I said just a minute ago. Love for one another with a heart toward common goal to bring the peace of God, the love of God, and goodwill of the gospel to all men. That's good works. Right? Encouraging one another and joining together to build and plant. We need to build and plant. We talked about that. We've talked about building a lot in prayer in the mornings. I, I promise I had this way before you even spoke that. I was just we, I was hoping everybody didn't just like preach my entire message because it was all coming out. And I, everybody just be quiet. I'm not going to have anything to preach. It was good. We need to build and plant. We need to encourage each other to do that. We're all part of it. We're all part of it. All right, so the second word that he had given me. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not by any means saying this, this is prophetic. This is a prophetic word for 2021, and then you put it on YouTube and everybody watches it. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, that's, you know, that's what's going to happen in 2020. I'm not saying that. Just saying this is what God had spoke to me, and I believe it's relevant. I think it, it fits the direction we're going. Right? If you want to, you know, if you want to treat it as prophetic, you know, that's fine. I don't care. Not just, I'm just putting a disclaimer on it. Second word for the year that he told me for 2021 was awaken. Awakening. Awakening. You know, there's a quickening in the spirit that's taking place. I don't know if you can see it or sense it or, or tell, there's a quickening happening. In the spirit, I don't know if you sense this, the the thickness of the spirit tonight during worship. Spirit was thick, and I don't usually say that kind of thing or whatever. I just, but I'm telling you, the spirit was thick in here tonight. There was a no. Where's Katie? Katie still here? There's back there. Katie, that was anointed. That worship was anointed. Your voice was anointed. And the Spirit of God was speaking through. It was ministering. I, I, it, was, it was thick. John 5.21 says, For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom he will. Now the King James, if you read the King James part of it, he says, and quickens them. For as the Father raises the dead and quickens them and gives life to them. You know, when you talk about quickening, you're talking about reviving or making alive. Reviving or making alive. So really, this kind of has a twofold application. We're talking about spiritual darkness and spiritual deadness. Spiritual darkness, so I mean, that one's obvious, right? I mean, you're in spiritual darkness. We're talking about unbelievers, those that haven't seen the light, those that haven't been exposed to the light, those that haven't taken in the light, 
They're in spiritual darkness. And they need us to go out and tell them about the light, to show them the light. Those are the good works to compel them to come in. But I believe in 2021 that there will be an awakening for unbelievers. I'm not seeing the great awakening or anything like that. If it is, you can look back and say I was right. (laughs) And mark it down on your calendar. Oh, I know the guy that prophesied this. I'm going to watch the YouTube video again because I'm pretty sure I was there. You know, it's like, then you can, you know, come and, you know, nah, I just... Not saying it's going to be the great awakening, but I believe with my whole heart that there will be an awakening for unbelievers more than what we've seen in the past. Amen. More than what we've seen in recent, in recent memory, in recent past, in recent years. And that's why it takes all of us to be part of it. We need to be ready to receive. Right? We need to be ready to receive. We need to be ready to receive. We have to receive them. We need to be ready and able. And then there's the spiritual deadness. And we're talking about the believer. You know, there are those that are kind of dead right now. You know, not alive. Ever been in a dead church? I didn't feel good. Feels icky. Romans thirteen, eleven through fourteen, it says, And do that and do this. Was that too fast for you? And do this, knowing the time that now it is high time to wake out of sleep. For now, our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Talking about light. Thank you for stealing that from me. You read my mind or something. I don't know. The light. Put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, and lewd, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Feed the spirit and starve the flesh. Right? We need, to, we need to feed the spirit and starve the flesh so that it chokes out, the flesh gets choked out and we're so full of the spirit that when we walk into a room or whatever, it's like Moses when he walked down from the mountain, glowing. I want to I glow. I think that'd be cool just to walk in and everybody's like, whoa, What's the matter with that guy? 
That would be, I think that would be awesome. We want to glow like Moses did. We need to cast off the works of, the works of darkness and put on. Isn't that interesting? Put on. It says put on twice. So we need to put on. That means we have an action to do. Right? That's an, that's an action. We need to put on. We need to, and, and that's not just a, that's not just a, a, a one-time thing. You need to put, put that on every day. Yeah. Put on light. Yeah. Put on Jesus. Put them on every day. Is there anybody that doesn't get dressed every day? Anybody? <laughs> you don't? Okay, I don't want to hear about it. I'm not sure how to move on from that. <laughs> I know. I thought everybody would say no, but just got to be careful what, what questions you ask. Jeez. We need to put on. Put on the armor of light. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Right? Every day we put it on. Just like every day we get dressed. It's most of us. Right? In other words, we don't have time for waiting anymore. Not waiting, but waiting in the water, like waiting and you're like you know, dipping your toe in. Right? You know how sometimes you kind of like, yeah, maybe I'll just dip my toe in on the other side and see what that's like. And you kind of play with that a little bit. You know, and those, those things come and the temptation comes, you're like, yeah, I'll dip my toe in just a little because it won't hurt anything. And pretty soon you're, you're in on your, you're, you know, in over your ankles. You're going a little further, a little further, you know. We don't have time to wait anymore. It says the night is far spent and the day is at hand. A couple years ago, a few years, well, actually a few years ago, we were having coffee and breakfast at, on Tuesday down in Hudson, or yeah, is it down? Over in Hudson. And uh, there were a few of us meeting. And uh, God spoke to me there, and he said, you don't have time to be living at the level you're living anymore. You need to live at a higher level. I'm calling you deeper, I'm calling you up, and there's no time. You need to live at a higher level because of the day and hour that's coming. You don't have time to, to mess around anymore. You need to live at a higher level. And we're all called to a higher level. The day and hour is coming. The time is short. Just going to say it, the time is short. We are all called to live at a higher level. We have to. And the last thing that I'll, I'll share is that as we've been praying in the mornings, 
the, the, the word tethered continues to come up over and over and over and over. And I keep hearing tethered, tethered, tethered. And not in a negative sense. Not in the sense that the world makes it seem like, you know, tethered, oh, you're tethered to the old ball and chain, you know. <laughs> not that. It's a negative thing. Not talking about in a, I'm not talking about it in a negative sense. Not that that, oh, you don't you're tethered, you know, you're just you know, you're just tied down and you don't have freedom and whatever. No, I'm talking about being tethered in a sense of you, you ever you ever play tetherball? Is that what, that's what it's called, right? Tetherball? You ever played that? Like, got this long string and the ball, and it's tied up at the top, and you spins around, and then eventually stops, and then it goes back around, or whatever. That's the image that I got. And God said, you have freedom to move all you want, but stay tethered to me. As long as you stay tethered to me, you're in a safe place. And I will give you freedom. You, I've given you freedom. It's for freedom that he set us free. right? We have a choice to not stay tethered. We have a choice. We can decide to remove ourselves from that and not be tethered to God. But we know what the consequences are of that. He says, be tethered to me. And I will give you freedom to move about, but you'll have safety. You always come back, right? And that ball that comes around, guess what? It always comes back to the same place. The source. Right? It's, all, it's safe, right where it's at. James 4, verse 8 says, Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. You need to draw close to God. And he'll be close to us. You know, when, we, when, we, when you think about it, you know, you, you're sitting in a row and God's on the end and you're on the end. You know? You know, you move, start moving down a few seats and guess what? God puts His arm out and you lean in and you get close. Right? But if you stay on the two ends, there's still distance between you. Staying close to that which makes us stable. The source. God himself. I believe in 2021 that there's going to be awakening from spiritual darkness in a great and mighty way. And I believe that there's going to be an awakening from spiritual deadness in a great and mighty way. People that believed, people that might have decided, you know, not so sure about this. So sure I want to stay in the race. This is really hard, and this is, I don't have the endurance. I just don't feel like I can keep going. They're going to come back. And we need to be ready, we need to be available, we need to be open. And we need to be seeing those opportunities to say, you know what? I see that you're 
Now you're kind of struggling. You need some, can I help? Can I, can I pray for you? Come along with me. And why don't you, why don't you come to Thursday night and, 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 and we're having a, a night, a, worship, a week devoted to God. And I think it'd be great. You know, it's good worship and, you know, a, a great speaker, especially on Thursday. Humility. Humility. Right? But we have opportunity and we need to have our eyes open. You know, when, mar- when you're running a marathon, you know, how many marathoners do you see? They have their eyes on the road, looking down. Maybe some, I don't know. But not very many, right? And they're not looking around and, you know, and, oh, look at that. Where are those green lights go? There it is. Right? I mean, I got distracted earlier tonight by the green blinky lights because I squirrel easy. But we can't get distracted. If you don't see the runners, the marathoners, they're not looking all over the place and don't look at the, except for those two ladies in the one race, you know? <sighs> what was, did it, how long did it take them? Six hours to finish 10 miles? Six hours to finish 10 miles because they were stopping and going to the porta potty and they were looking at the flowers along the way and sniffing them and they were talking to the police officers in the parking lot and, and the puppy, they were petting puppies. That is not endurance, people. <laughs> Maybe they were faking it till they make it. I don't know. It's whatever. We need endurance. We need to be in the race. We need to run. We need to have our eyes open. Have our eyes open and see those opportunities. And it takes all of us gathering and awakening. Gathering and awakening in 2021. Look for it. There are signs. It's like I said on, on prayer on, on, in the morning, I said, you know, those of you that have never been here or that you drive somewhere and you've never been to the place or whatever, how do you get there? Okay, yeah, you use your GPS now, right? But you still look for signs, don't you? Right? Oh, there it is. Just went past it. We look for signs. God has given us signs. God gives us signs all over. We don't know the day or the hour, but we have signs and we know the times we're in. Awakening and gathering. Just encourage you to just pray about those and see what God would reveal to you about that and, and how that applies to you and how, how you fit into the equation. I think it's important. I think it's going to be key. I think we're going to, be some, we're going to see some pretty crazy things in 2021, but we're going to see some pretty amazing things in 2021. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this word. God, I pray that it would be life and light, encouragement to people. Father, I pray that it would energize those that have heard it, I pray that they would be ready. Lord, if they're in a position where they're not ready, Lord God, I pray that you would gently lead them along so that they are in a position to be ready. God, your grace is sufficient. Your mercies are new every single day. And I'm so thankful for that. God, we worship you, we bless you, 
Lord, we, we purpose to go forth today and be different than the way we came in. God, we, we don't want to be normal. We don't want to be comfortable. Lord, help us just to follow your lead as you lead and guide, Lord God, that we would listen and obey. And that as we do, we will see the parting of the water. We will see walking above the waves. We will see blind eyes open. We will see deaf ears open. We see the lame walking. Thank you, Lord, for using us, for loving us, and for allowing us to be part of your kingdom building. Help us to build and plant and to multiply. We thank you for it, and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.